Welcome, Mike, to Big Content. Played ball together last weekend, Jack. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell me I was better than you. <laughs> you never told me. You're out here like, the I can mo- play D1. <laughs> the most classic. And I'm trying to be humble. <laughs> the most classic Nick moment was uh, we were on the same team game one, and then uh, after game two, he was on a different team because we lost game one. And, he and goes, then I hit my free throws to stay on the he, court. And he goes to me, he goes, undefeated. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're on the same team. We lost the first game. And he's like, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like, I just stayed on the court, so I, I thought I I won. just stay with a winning mentality. Comments on your game. Well, the reason we're starting with the hoops is because this is for Nick Rudman. I'm wearing Celtic shorts. I was wondering why. Yeah, I was and like, I wanted him to see, first off, my thighs because I've been in the gym. Second off, uh, just a sh- he only listens. I wanted him to see us today. Okay. But my comments on your game. Uh, you were definitely better than I thought, so I'll give you credit for that. Or maybe it's a lack of credit to me for underestimating you. You got really hot when you turned the camera on, which is the sign of, one, a content creator, and two, a, a primetime performer. I didn't. So, yeah, so we played the first two games, and then I was like, you know, I should grab some content for, like, a vlog that's going out tomorrow. I put my camera in the corner, absolutely drained. <laughs> Just got I scored, I think, hot. all, like, 11 of our team's yeah. points that game. <laughs> And then I turned the camera <laughs> Did you see the highlight tape? Yeah, it was, it was funny. Incredible. It was funny. Butter. Um, Butter. It is very 2023, you know, internet mixtape vibes of like you post your content. People think, you know, you got me on that one move. What I, about the, tr- the I, pick? Yeah, I the pick was a good pick. But, <laughs> you know, I apparently Hallie has some content in the archives of, of the Eurostep that have yet to be revealed. So, you know, it's like you can't just judge off clips. You got to be there. for. No, nah, you were good. You were good. What did you think of the overall run? Perfect. Yeah, like, it was a great run. On, on perfect. Saturday. Like literally, everybody was the same skill level. Yeah. It was, and the court size is perfect. That it's enough exercise, it but awesome. it's not full court. I was dead by well, the third game. Well, it was game. ninety-eight degrees on the roof. That's fair but. too. Yeah, no, I thought the run was perfect. It was like every it, there was like one tall kid. Uh, everybody athletically was around the same like yeah. skill set. A couple people were like better. Basically, the way pickup games work is like whoever ends up like hitting their shots that game is like yeah. the good player of that yeah. game. You yeah. were good though. I think you were probably the Probably the best player on the court, uh, at least like a we couple had a of good. Games. I had a good connection with Brandon, so Brandon Wimbush played. He played at Notre Dame football. Can I? Can I <laughs> he walks in. I'm like, that dude looks like a. Fo-. So you had told me like the week or a couple of days before. You're like, yeah, this uh, quarterback from Notre Dame's coming yeah. to play with us. This guy walks in. I'm like, he looks like a football player. I'm like, Jack, is that him? And you're just like, no. So the entire rest of the day, I'm like. I'm like, oh, that wasn't him. I guess the guy never showed up. I guess the guy's just built like a football <laughs> player. So I, well, to be fair, he was a quarterback, so yeah. he's not like a D lineman. Yeah. I would. I mean, that. but I posted was, he was yeah, thick. Yeah. He was like Russ Wilson yeah, kind of yeah. like build. And then I post a picture of the courts, and someone literally underneath on Twitter was like, "Is that a Brandon Wimbush sighting?" And I look at his profile. I'm like. <laughs> You son of a bitch. I'm not going to lie. I hadn't seen Wimbush in person since he had played in college. And then what threw me off was he showed up with my two friends. Oh, and they so were, you didn't actually know that was him? I, when I, I genuinely did not. I uh, knew he was coming, okay. but I didn't think that he would come. He lives with my friends, which I thought was. I thought you knew that that's how no, he was getting no, there. No, no. no uh, we had followed each other on Twitter for a while. So, gotcha. yeah, it threw me off. But then I joked to you that I didn't want you to be intimidated because he he was athletic. There was no doubt about that. He was a bully. Uh, yeah, he, he's a thick boy. But, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Great run. Yeah, when, when's the next one? 
I don't know. The next day at the gym, I was being an asshole and doing some box jumps, and I slipped, and I'm like, I was in some pretty bad shape, like couldn't move, neck, back pain. So I'm finally getting over the hump, uh, but it it ruined some runs for us. Why don't you be a good person? And just organize. Runs. I, that's what you I'm know, gonna do. You could so. be like the scorekeeper. Yeah, you could be the filmer. You yeah, film my, I, I could film, film all yeah. your content. All right, so where are we starting on this big content? First off, some value for the people, which will also equate to potentially some value for me. Snapback Agency, which is the digital creator agency. We rep digital creators in sports. We are hiring. We are hiring a marketing coordinator. The role is L.A.-based, so... If you've wanted to be a creator, you want to get into the creator industry, this could be a very good opportunity for you. And in a market where jobs are tougher to come by, most companies are not hiring. We're excited to be hiring. If maybe you know someone who's in L.A. or would be willing to relocate to L.A., a fairly good opportunity here to get in. Okay. So bouncing off of that, what kind of email would hit your inbox that you would be like, ooh, let me forward this to Alex. This guy feels like a fit. Like what, what are you, are you looking for experience on a resume? Are you looking for like someone to make a video for yeah. you? Like, what are you looking for? Here? So yeah, good question. So you can apply snapbackagency.com. We have a careers tab. It's the marketing coordinator role. Um, all like recommendation, like hit me in Twitter DM is probably easiest way to find me. Like I'll flag an app. Alex leads the hiring process. Alex, as we've joked before, he's the more traditional, more corporate one. Like we're on Slack, even though we're a three man company. <laughs> and we got it too. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's apply like 100%. We've created an application that will take 10, 15 minutes. Like it's going to take some thought to go through and actually, you know, show your wits and experience. But if you want it to be flagged because you think it's a good app, definitely hit me in the DM. What DM would that be? I would say it's probably like suggesting a client that, you know, we should go out after or. Is that what you're looking for? So, cause when I hear like, I might be young and hungry and being like, yeah. Oh cool. Marketing for snapback. Yeah. Like, Define marketing coordinator a little bit more because it feels like a very buzzy kind of. It like, is, it is, uh, and we're not like a job titles company, but it does help, kind of, you know. Except for CEO, founder, and influencer. Yeah, Jack. creator <laughs> and MBA future star. Um, what is marketing coordinator going to do? They're going to handle a lot of our internal stuff. So our talent managers are going to handle the clients. So make sure that our clients are happy. Make sure that their schedules are good. Make sure that they're making money. Our marketing coordinators would be, okay, uh, we are talking to Gatorade about a partnership. The marketing coordinator is going to prep the deck with ideas. They're going to build the deck out with the client and then have it be able to be sent to the client, for example. So it's more of like an internal role. You're not as do, you're not required to like be doing selling. You're not required to be managing the talent. You'll have exposure to that, and you can absolutely do that as well. But it's mostly like internal marketing so that we can do external marketing. We are looking for someone who's come from the agency side or has a couple years of experience, one to two years of experience. But my philosophy is like, I'm hiring the best person. I don't care what they've done, what they, you know, like if you're overqualified, let's talk about it. And maybe we'll bump the salary and, and we'll hire like originally we're looking entry level, but you know, we're trying to build the best company the best, we can. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Right. So yeah, snapback Um, what I wanted to talk about today, the core of today's episode, is legacy media. So New York Times just announced they're cutting their news desk, 
around uh, the New York Times. Now, they do own The Athletic, so logically they would slot that in. But when I talk legacy media, Athletic's probably wavering between legacy and new, new next gen. Like, it's a lot of older reporters, journalism, but they kind of attacked it in a, in a next gen way. ESPN layoffs, uh, Athletic did their own round of layoffs. It seems like legacy media is struggling right now. It could be a, a nature of overhiring. It could be that the old way doesn't work. We're the next gen of digital media in sports. We're, you know, fortunate to not have fired yet. I mean, Tony, <laughs> any day <laughs> now. But, uh, yeah, what do you think? Is it a legacy media problem and we're at the advantage? Or do you think the wipeout is just hitting the people at much higher overheads? Now it's going to come to companies like us where, you know, it, it's all a trickle down. To me, it kind of comes down to like, all right, if you put, or like say you lined up the, the names of the companies, right? Like say you put New York Times, ESPN, whatever, mm -hmm. and then put like a blanket over them, right? You couldn't actually see them. And then yeah. you just listed their actions, like what they're actually doing right now. You would, I think, be able to easily point out the ones that work in today's world and ones that don't work in today's yeah. world. Like, for instance, if we just pivoted and started doing blogs and started writing newspapers and shit like that, yeah. of course we're not going to work anymore. So I think it has way less to do with... Why, though? Because a company like Establish the Run, right? They are uh, web-focused. I, I would say they're podcast-focused. They, you think so? Yeah. I feel like... I uh, listen to their podcasts. But the, but still, the majority of the revenue comes directly through the website. They use content to go through web as opposed to your content for the most part, partially is partnership advertising. I mean, you have draft guide and, and product as well, but they're... Like, no one is sponsored. Like, Coca-Cola doesn't sponsor their podcast, right? Yeah. It, it is to redirect back to web. Yeah, I mean, they do. They have a similar setup to us where they're doing their podcasts and their videos long form. They have the underdogs on there promoting and stuff like yeah. that, which is where I think the majority of their money goes. But they mm -hmm. also, yeah, they have a their their like online product is not much different than our draft guide. Yeah. It's like different assets within the product itself, mm -hmm. but it's it's the same setup business wise that we have, where they realize top of the funnel is the content. It's yeah. video and it's audio right now. And I do want to say like it's obviously open for people to succeed via written, via any of the type, legacy media type of things, but it's it's a lot more difficult because the longer something's been around, the more saturated it's going to be, mm -hmm. whether it's a platform specifically or a type of communication and maybe like the next platform that caters to writing as a communication needs to come. Maybe that needs to like get back into the cycle somehow for those types of, I guess, like legacy media people to hit off. But I do think it's just a lot of being able to transfer what you're doing to the right platforms and doing it in in the way that like where you really go back to where the eyeballs are i, I don't know I, I for me it just feels very is much that, is that what it is and and tv is probably another example of legacy media that has lost to streaming they've lost eyeballs to the younger generation you think it's just less eyeballs on those platforms i think it's less eyeballs on those platforms yeah. yeah i think they've clearly shifted to other platforms and it's a matter of like whether or not you want to put real resources yeah. and and there's part of me that empathizes with those with those companies mm -hmm. right like there's part of me that's saying like you built this massive monster and it's very easy to continue doing that and continue m making revenue off that for the next like three to five years although you know you should probably start mm -hmm. making the shift but it's not an easy shift to make you know yeah. especially because you guys are unfamiliar with it it's not like you it's not like the fucking ceo of espn was a tiktok influencer right so he <laughs> right. can't so maybe he's an expert in tv production yeah, yeah but shifting the whole thing 
when humans don't have control over it and, the, and they feel like I'm the one steering the ship, but I'm not actually sure what's over that waterfall over there. Like maybe I just don't want to make that pivot. So yeah. I do empathize, but at the same time, they're like corporation. They should, they got to adjust with the time. Yeah. Right? And I, I think we'll see more corporations over the next, I don't know. I think about this, I guess, relatively often. Cause I listen to Gary V's podcast and he, he talks about, he's like, there's so many companies in today's world that just like, they're so behind the times on marketing. And I'm like, I, I can't imagine that's going to be the case for like, too many bigger companies next five ten years as they see the gary v's go up and they're like let's just hire a progressive let's just hire a progressive marketer let's just hire guys who are like really into social but i don't know it's 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 weird it's not something i'm really like familiar with because i'm Mm. not in boardrooms or meeting with these kind of people like often so i don't actually know what they're talking about but you could see just from the actual moves that they make they're just a little bit behind yeah do you, if you're the CEO of the Athletic, what like, or you're a consultant for the CEO? What's your recommendation? What exactly is their is their content entirely written? I'm not actually sure that their business model. Yeah, to be honest. it's subscription, subscription written, access to written. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I understand that they're like emotionally attached with being like we only do writing, yeah. but it makes no sense for their personal their yeah. people under their brand not to be taking screenshots of their articles and making green screen TikToks, right? right? Like that would go so much further in the marketing of of who they are in my opinion. Like that's yeah. really low-hanging fruit in what is clearly shown uh in today's world to work. Yeah. So Yeah, it's I think taking articles and and contentizing them and making them into videos that people, seems yeah to people be, just get like romanticized about like what their idea of their and it's cool like listen it's your product like it's your company of yeah. course and you have an idea for what it what it can be but a lot of the times you're like holding yourself back from progressing i think right they're like we write premium articles no one wants to pay for premium articles right. because you, they can consume free content your mindset should be like we create premium content exactly. you know what i mean like that should really i feel like what it what it comes down to. That's a banger. Speaking of one of those companies who's done a really good job, in my opinion, of doing this is Morning Brew. So they start as a newsletter. They obviously had a website. They've expanded newsletters. But then they started expanding. They went content by way of podcast. Then they went video content as well. And Austin Reef, who is the founder of or co-founder of it, he got into a little just back and forth with Jason. Do you know how to... Do you know how to pronounce his last name? Give me Calcanis. Calcanis. Yeah. So Ben Mullen tweets, news Morning Brew is cutting money scoop. It's personal Let's finance. say, hold on real quick. Let's, yeah. So the Morning Brew is basically these two kids out of uh, Michigan. Michigan started a newsletter that pretty much covers like things that are happening in the business world. Yes. Right. So and eventually it scaled and now they're like a full scale, full fledged yep. media company with many products and services, whatever. Mm-hmm. And these were two of the co-founders who've gotten much bigger, but they're now yeah. like Twitter. They've built their personal yeah. brand. So they're cutting this newsletter. Uh, it's the email that, you know, it had 350,000 subscribers published hundreds of amazing stories. They're just cutting that. Sounds like they were cutting it. Um, Jason, Cal Canis, uh tweets, media is about 25% through the pain. Expect another year of brutal layoffs and shutdowns. Tech is 75% through the pain. We took the medicine in 2022. It wasn't pleasant. Uh, Austin actually responded and said, um, he said, Vice is bankrupt. BuzzFeed's market cap is under $100 million. The rest of the publishing industry is consolidated. I'd love to know what the other 75% you're referring to is. So his take was... He thinks we're way past the 25% that Jason was saying. As someone who's in media, I think 
you know, his fear is like all of us. If we are only a quarter of the way, like it's been a bloodbath already. How much worse is it going to get? I'm going to attach a conversation I had yesterday with another media company and his relationship with advertisers. And he's saying a lot of the same things we've been saying over the last few months is like ad spend is down. Like people are going to need to be cut. Like business models were not thought about. It was just scale content, scale content, not actually thinking about monetizing it. So without trying to play macroeconomics, um, like do you worry about this stuff? Do you think we're close to done? I don't think I worry about... I think there's just going to be a shift in the way that media works, mm-hmm. in, this, in the way that everything is kind of niched down. I think we're going to see so many companies like yours and mine over the next 10 years where individual creators start a business and don't necessarily scale it to... Like every mom and pop store doesn't become an Ikea, right? Like right. most of them maybe if they're lucky, have two to three locations or something like that. And you can still be profitable and make a living. I think that's what we'll see. I think we've gotten to the point where, like, media is so glamorized that everyone thinks you got to be Barstool or BuzzFeed or whatever. But you can absolutely make a living and do something that we're doing. And I I think we're going to see a lot of, like, one individual creators making eight figures a year just Mm -hmm. off of, like, building a business behind media and selling product services, whatever. I think you're going to see a lot of, like, scaled teams like this as well where – it may be maxed. I don't know if I want to go bigger than like 10, 15 people, right? We'll see where we are at that point. But I think we'll we'll come to the realization that it's not always better to be bigger. And if like yeah. if you're passionate about something, you're really good at what you're doing, then maybe that's like kind of where you settle in. I think the individualization of media has obviously already happened, but I think that's what the next like decade is really going to be about, where it's not this conglomerate of like media companies who want to monopolize the communication between the audience and the customer. It's, it's more just like people doing shit that they love and there's a fuckload of those guys. Yeah, it's interesting, and you mentioned Barstool, who we both have a ton of respect for in the media space. I think, like, without shitting on, you know, the majority of people there, because I, I like a lot of the people there, if you remove the big names, what is that company, yeah. right? And that's kind of the point to what you're saying. Of course, they get more eyeballs because they have the fringe people and the guys who are kind of funny, but it really is running. It's a six, eight-man operation. System, the system breaks at some level, you right. know, like when you get too big. And that's what makes me nervous about it is, like, if Barstool, they, they were one of, if not the only company that I feel like was able to keep real edge, yeah. like really be edgy for the entirety of their yeah. career. And I still think they're there. They're just quality has diminished because they've gotten to scale mm-hmm. at, at such a big level that makes me feel like if they weren't able to keep doing it, it's it, there might just be a level where yeah. it's, it becomes impossible. And there are hundreds of employees. So it's, yeah. you know, it's not like you can't scale to 50 people. Like when they were 50, they were still running and yeah. amazing. I think it would be cool. Like we don't have the information at hand, but I think it might be worthwhile to like collect that information, see how many employees Barstool has. Cause I, I bet if you ask people, yeah. almost every single person on the street would undershoot the number of people that work for that company. Oh my God. But like compare it to a non-media type company and be like, they're the same number of employees. They're the same number of right. people and see like if that would invoke some sort of like reaction or emotion for people yeah, it's to like kind of get the point across. It's the first 50 were probably uh, like, for every person, 100 on revenue, 100x on revenue, and then you add 51, and they're like a 50. And then by the end, now these people, like how much are they really contributing to the overall pie? And it's so big that it's almost like impossible to actually measure too, For sure. which is where things get kind of messy, I think. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try out some singing. Do you want to sing with me? Maybe. All my threads are dead. Got <laughs> me in the head. All hey. my threads are dead. Um, What's this in relation to? Obviously threads, but yeah. Like, Dead or 
I like I'm I don't think I've logged on to the app since yeah. last episode. That doesn't mean like it's just been dead for me. Yeah. What's is something happening in public? No, just you know, obviously it was the hype cycle and um I don't know. I I don't know if there's any juice left to it. It's interesting. In the, within the last week, has there been anything that genuinely made you want to open the app? No. Actually, the one thing that made me want to close the app <laughs> was uh, Adam Masseri, who's the head of product. So they, I think he posted something. At like, Instagram? He said, it's been six days, and this was a day ago now. It's been six days. Uh, fake we have 50, 50 million. I don't even know if he put out the number. Yeah. But he was like, we're shipping this, this, and this. It's been overwhelming. There's so much to do. Like... And honestly, as a consumer, I'm like, all right, I don't really give a fuck. Like, yeah. that's your job. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for you because you onboarded 50 million <laughs> followers. You're now admitting to me the platform is unusable. We don't have a following tab. Our search is off. Like, okay. So now you have put yourself at a high risk of losing out, right? They, they try capitalizing on the hype cycle, which was Elon burning Twitter with rate limit. Yeah. They, push the, they push it you know, forward, and now you're saying, all right, you, know, you could use the app. It's not a great experience, but come back in a week. Well, how many people are coming back in a week? Yeah. I don't they, know. They won't give those. Numbers. I, I want to see, see a real number yeah. in a month from now. The problem yeah. is they'll never give you. Daily active. I want to see daily active users yeah. one month from like this date. And I also like don't even really trust the numbers that they give out on those yeah. from those fucking companies. Well, but what they're going to do is in a month from now they're going to be like, here are monthly active users, which pulls from like right. this week still into yeah, the next, yeah, yeah. some bullshit like that. So we're never going to get it. But like, it's it it's less like looking at numbers and analytics and more just like common sense. Right. Do you have anyone in your life? We are in our twenties and thirties, <laughs> like where pop culture lives. Yeah. Is anyone like, yo, did you see that thing on Threads? Not a single no. fucking person, you know. Which is where my head lies, just like intuition-wise. Yeah, I, I would say one of the like gut instincts that I, I definitely had and I think you shared was that it really just gave in, big Instagram profiles uh, like a major step up. And on Twitter, you built community. A lot of people from the ground up, like they've been on the platform for a decade or you've been on the platform for six, seven years. And so you've curated this community and instead, with threads, you kind of just were almost gifted, and now it doesn't feel like everyone got to start from square one. It would be the same thing on, on if TikTok didn't exist and Reels was the only short-form video platform, and it was like all these amazing creators that came out of TikTok because it was this even playing field are now just batting from you know the bottom of the order. And I think that, for me, especially as a creator, has been a huge turnoff, and that's someone with uh, – like I was – I have 7,000 followers, and I've posted five threads. <laughs> I don't think that's actually a good experience. Yeah. So the ease of it was great. The ease of sign-up was awesome, and that I, I love. There's a lot of just short-term validation going on, which very, yeah. very rarely leads to long-term validation. Exactly. That's, I don't know. I, it's like they put thought into it, I guess, but like, I, I, it really just feels like they were like, people don't like Elon Musk, so we're just going to make yeah. this platform, and it's going to work. And it's like, that's... A terrible business plan, yeah. you know? You didn't make a product that people like. You just, <laughs> right. I don't know. It's ridiculous to me. So Threads threads may be done, but... We'll have another conversation in a month until right. we're at. We'll see the monthly active... I'll keep a counter on how many times I open Threads over the next month. Okay. All right. <laughs> on one and, I, and I won't, like, actively be against it. Right, if things right. come up in my life where you're like, you got to check this out, yeah. I'll go on, but... Well, I don't think a single person has sent me a thread. Yeah. Like, Can you even do that? I, yeah, I actually don't know if you <laughs> yeah. can. 
But that that's a huge. That's honestly when TikTok started to take off. I believe is when they Sending. they made it very easy to send, and then they watermarked it. And I think that's the best thing that they ever did. Tweets get sent in the group all the time. Instagram yeah. though stays on platform, which is really in- interesting. It is weird, kind of actually. Like, I never really thought about that. Like you would never like I did just text someone an Instagram link, but it was because would, I don't I wouldn't DM with them on it. Yeah, I would only not do it if I don't DM with them, yeah. or if I'm like, oh, that's my friend. He just doesn't have an Instagram for some fucking yeah, reason, so yeah. I can't DM him. That's very but, true. I never really thought about yeah, that. Yeah, so you do want to encourage that. But do you think, I guess tweets go into the group chat. I, I don't, like, send TikToks to people personally on the TikTok platform because I actually feel like the experience in there is it's bad. It's not great. It's and not good. I, it's good to be a text. I would honestly argue that that could be, and if it's not, it should be their strategy. Yeah. And the one thing I will note that I realize, you can't even make a TikTok group message Mm. which feels intentional because i want it like my friends who i text with we share a lot of tiktoks and i was like oh let's just do a group on there keep it on platform it's easier and you can't so it constantly encourages you to that blows my mind it's like uh, i think it's smart why because i think it gets people onto the platform uh bringing people from the group chat onto okay Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because like, it has to be intentional. You can't be that big of a company and realize that there's like this kind of problem to solve and just not do it at this point. It's interesting. Yeah. I really thought about like out of communication for yeah. apps. Some broader, uh, you know, digital creator topics. First off, Dude Perfect, who we've discussed before, Trick Shot Group out of Texas. Um, that's also diminishing who they are. They have like hundreds of millions of followers. They are sponsoring Burnley FC, which is a English soccer team. They're junior and academy teams. So in Europe, it's very common that like the you know, the central club, so let's call it Manchester United, their academy team is like very much so associated with the team. Not like you play Pop Warner football for the Ravens. There's zero association there. They actually draw from the academies, so it's have like training. Baseball, like minor leagues. It's but but this is for like eight year olds, twelve year olds. Like it's oh. it's like really wow. super young. Uh, so like the famous one, some of the famous ones like Harry Kane, Tottenham's best player, captain of England. Like he literally started in Tottenham's academy or Arsenal's academy, their rival. And so it's like, it's all part of the story. Uh, Anyways, Burnley, definitely not one of the biggest clubs by any stretch of the imagination, but they are, you know, dude perfect is targeting that younger international audience. Any, any thoughts on that? Um, I'm not really like familiar with who they are as a brand. Mm -hmm. Um, You said their content is just like trick shot stuff. Yeah. You've never heard of Dude Perfect? I have, I think, through, like, you telling me about them. Other than that, I'm sure I'd notice them if I saw their face or whatever. I think it's interesting. It's it's like the combination of when, like, companies or brands start to hit scale. They start to do things where the individual creator is like, why are you doing that? You're, like, wasting money. But then, like, if you're a creator or, or a smaller brand like us, and you're like, man, there's only so many, like, YouTube videos we can make to hit scale. Let's right. try to branch out and like do some legacy type advertising and, and traditional ways of media. And there's a reason that companies still do that because it does work to a point. And I wonder if we're going to see like a swing in the pendulum where like newer creators start to do more legacy, older media stuff <laughs> yeah. and older, older media start yeah. to do more. I think it already has stuff. swung. The next one I was going to bring up is prime. So Logan and KSI drink sponsored Arsenal and then sponsored FC Barcelona. That and thing the, is just a money printing company. Huh? Yeah. 
Well, they are having a lawsuit. Apparently, there's like eight times the caffeine of it, like you drink one bottle. It's like drinking six Coca Colas. I'm not. Really? Yeah, Ooh, I'm I not need to get my hands on those. <laughs> get into the health. Actually, I've never had one. Benefits me me neither. But uh, Barcelona's official like accounts let them do the announcement. Let them do a little skit on the channel. But instead of Prime, I actually want to talk about Logan. He got engaged. Uh, why is that relevant? Because love is in the air. No. <laughs> Because he created content out of it. And I found that very interesting. It seemed, I only saw like the four minute, I guess, pull from the YouTube video. I'm assuming it's a YouTube video. I saw it on TikTok. But the whole thing is content. And for someone whose brand over the years has wavered, you know, in all sorts of directions, I thought that this was a really interesting, obviously very intentional content play or maybe it wasn't and like you always share that's how you express yourself and so that's something he obviously wanted captured on video on camera now what it does i think it has humanized him to an amazing level i think like it if it were, were intentional or regardless it's a really smart move for his brand i don't know if you got a chance to see that. i didn't see the video but i would like to watch it now yeah. to put more context behind it because he's someone that like I don't know how I feel about him. Um, I really like enjoyed watching his evolution from just like kind of an annoying piece of shit younger yeah. kid to like someone I thought was watching. I just kind of I felt like I related to him a little bit, like just watching mature and become someone who's like much more comfortable with themselves yeah. as they get older. But then the whole like Coffeezilla thing happened yeah. with the NFT project and that made people really mad at him. And then I don't know if you saw that like two weeks ago or a week ago, like Coffeezilla went back at him again because yeah. like the conclusion of what happened the first time where you like scam people with NFTs was he made this like big promise announcement about how he was going to pay everybody mm -hmm. back and then nothing's been paid back. So Coffeezilla like came back at him and then he just blocked Coffeezilla mm -hmm. on Twitter and it became like a whole thing again. So I'm wondering now if the timing in terms of like intentionally making the content, I'm sure yeah. he was, you know, getting married or getting yeah. engaged, or whatever, but I'm wondering if the content had anything to do with that. And if, I don't know, it feels like he doesn't do it, it feels a little bit more, and I'm not as familiar with, like, what his actual, like, daily content is, but it does feel a little bit more forced, uh, the content-wise, to be like, let me get some good uh, some good vibes back my way. Interesting. Because he doesn't have, like, w recently I feel like his content is way more brand-focused. Like, he doesn't do individual, like, following my life kind of stuff anymore. I, yeah, much. I don't know. I don't follow him enough to know. I see Prime. I see, like, a lot. He talks a lot about WWE. That's been a really big thing for his career, and I think he'll be there. Sorry, like, his long. content feels way more focused on specific things he's working on now, not yeah. so much as, like, oh, let me film my life, and, like, here's what's going on today. We're yeah. going to fuck with these people and do this or whatever. That felt like kind of out of nowhere but again i didn't watch it yet so i don't yeah. want to like speak out of context but that's that's where i'm giving the benefit of the doubt of maybe yeah his expression is via video and and he felt like this you know summation one of the cool moments is in some form of a vlog he says after meeting her like oh i'm gonna marry this girl like 12 afters after meeting her right so that's like I wonder how many girls you said that about <laughs> <laughs> how many are in the archives yeah. i don't know yeah. but this one uh came to fruition so yeah, I mean, we you made the comment about New Age doing legacy stuff, legacy doing New Age. I think the WWE partnership's the, a perfect blend of that, which is they saw the attention he could bring, and yeah. he sees, you know, how much value, you know, an established audience like WWE has been for his brand. So I don't know if it's pulling from the other. I think it's doing it together. It's doing it together, but I feel like that really only, I guess, relates to 
you got to be like the biggest of the biggest yeah. in order to kind of clash with those yeah. Titans and even get on the radar of those types of people. Yeah. That's all I've got. That was quick. Oh, one last thing we can talk about is performance on the thumb. So pull up the studio. To be fair, uh, you combined my two thumbs, which let's talk through for, for those for those who missed it. Last episode or two episodes ago, we got last one. Ep- yeah, but we got 1.1K views. So our second highest performing of all time. So appreciate you guys for tuning in. Sub count is, is slowly growing. Like I think we gained 30, 40 subs on that. Um, and then we did a little thought experiment and had Nick edit the content uh, for reasons that our editor was on vacation. And then I we were messing around and I wanted to create the thumbnail because we were just learning and, and teaching each other. So you took my two thumbs, which I had originally created a thumbnail of Zuckerberg and Musk uh, on a boxer with his arms in the air with the Threads logo in the middle. And we both were on the same page, which was, it's so bad that it's... I'll, I think I could quote my text. Here. Yeah. Hold on. I think, I think it was literally like, this is so basic and bad that it might just be really good. Yeah, and that, that honestly, because I wasn't done, but when I sent it to you, that was kind of my feeling too, which is like, when a thumb is so underproduced but is so simple, sometimes... So you think I should have just let that rip? Or, then the second one I sent you was uh, Elon... Oh, wait. I didn't realize that when you sent me that, yeah. like you were thinking that by itself could yeah. have been the thumb. Yeah, so a little miscommunication. Ah, okay, okay. I mean, we still could change an A-B yeah. test a little, but <laughs> Elon literally tweeted, Zuck is a cuck. A cuck. And then the next, you see the next tweet after that? No. Was, he like followed up on the thread and he said, we should literally, we should have a literal dick measuring competition. Yeah. Guys, they wait, everyone's leaving. They're going to Bojangles. <laughs> yeah. But I sent that one and, and Nick combined the two. What are, you know, do you think that performance dropped because of content and no one cared about threads at that point in the conversation? You think it was part of the thumbnail? Do you think? Uh, it, the thumbnail was, yeah, I, I, I ruined the thumbnail for sure. Yeah. It, it got to the point, I didn't actually know if you were like going to make the thumbnail or not. Yeah. And then it became Monday morning and I was like, oh, we didn't reach out to the guys. So like, we're running with this. So let me try to like make it a little gotcha. bit better. And but took- you and Gut. Also fucked around with thumbnails. I could have put that one too, but right. I, I figured like I might as well just put yours. Yeah. And what was the title of, of last week's as well? It was like it's just like Instagram threads is gonna flop like a fish. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah flop something like, like that. A fish. Yeah. Which which I thought was a fine title, but there was no fish in the thumbnail, so I don't know the relation. That's fair. Um. So yeah, it's all it's fun to test. It was like there. once I put the tweet in the back, it became not simple anymore. So yeah. then, like the simplicity right. of the rest of it, <laughs> it looked like it. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what. All right, so there. we'll we'll fuck around and and put some different thumbs on it and see if it does anything different. But yeah, that's that's all I got. All right, there you go. See you next week. I will watch the red light. Yeah, there you it, go. We have and that. if it pops off, it just means it's not recording anymore. Yeah. This camera should take care of all that, though. Okay. I didn't realize that this we could stream with this as well as film for over an hour on these. Didn't know until Noah told me that. So nice solves all our problems. All right, let's rock. Oh yeah, go. Yeah, no, no. I was gonna give it once you start it. I want Rubman to watch because I'm wearing the Celtic shorts. Like, he only listens. Well, before we get in, because I don't want this to be, you know, part of the conversation, you know, we'll let people at the end get a, get a bite of the 
the um, the lime. We played basketball together. Yeah, we did. What do you think? Uh, wait, is this in or no? It'll be at the end. I feel like it's something. It should be at the top. It'll be in the credits. You want? Um, you want to start with that? Yeah. All right. Fuck it. <laughs>